You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Downtown Larned Podcast. So excited to have you here this week. I am riding solo tonight. Now, this is our first night recording. I know that the, the listeners never know that, but usually we record during the day. And it is a night recording by myself. Uh, Jared is, is on uh, sick leave, I think. But um, we've got Christina Frick as a guest tonight, and we're so excited to have you on. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Um, so I uh, I got a message from you. It's, been, it's probably been a couple months now. It, it's crazy how time flies, but... Um, had some context around uh, downtown and, and, of course, have been in the community for um, I don't know how long, but I'll, I'll let you uh, take the reins here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Christina. Well, um, I actually was born in 1975. Not, you know, people are like, oh, I don't tell your age. No, nope. I'm going to tell my age because I actually was born in the Larned Hospital here, oh, wow. okay. which a lot of people um, – can't always say that. And so I have grown up here, um, graduated in high school in 1993, and left, uh, went to the big town of Manhattan up at K-State, and then uh, didn't originally plan on coming back home. Um, you get away, you want to kind of live your life, and so left and, it, you know, there's there's good and bad to big towns, and I like, there were some things I really liked about it. Um, after I graduated vet school in uh, 2000 and was looking for a regular job and actually had a full-time job um, outside of Wichita and pretty similar town to Larned, um, pretty small town, but close to Wichita, um, did mixed animal. And I thought that, um, I'm like, well, you know, I, I like this. I, I don't really like the big town. I like the small town feel. Um, decided I wanted to get closer to home um, and fell into an opportunity called Relief Vet Work. And so I actually traveled the state of Kansas and ran people's clinics. I ran 35 different clinics across the state of Kansas. Really? I, I wouldn't have ever guessed that was a thing. So I would go in while they were on vacations. Okay. And um, run their clinic. They would leave. They would leave me keys to their truck, their house, the clinic, run their clinic for a week, maybe a weekend, kind of of depends. Lots of rural towns just like Larned. And uh, I saw lots of opportunities, lots of ideas, worked for a lot of vets too in those situations. A lot of them were single practitioners. Some of them had partners that I worked with. Um, Some of them had downtown vet clinics in the downtown. And so your mind starts thinking and um, people knew I was back in the area. I was still based out of Larned and uh, people kept calling and I started um, doing farm and house calls out of my truck. And uh, then I was like, you know, I can come back to Larned. I can do this. And so I ended up um, 2002 actually kind of being back here more. And, uh, that's awesome. I, I, I find that, um, funny as far as the relief vet. Um, I wish that they had that for any industry, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, well, I guess I have substitute teachers. I was thinking for my wife, but, 
I, it would be nice if I had somebody who, who I trusted. That, that's the biggest thing, to come in, run State Farm for a few weeks. And, um, and be able to get away. Yeah, it's it's right, tough. Right. Yeah. Luckily, I have a, have a wonderful team who, who I am able to do that. But thinking about a vet, you know, there's – you're, the whole practice is relying upon you being there. So I never really thought about that. Yeah. Pretty cool. But no, uh, Ron certainly glad to have you, have you back. Now you have, when did you build your clinic out south of town? Um, so like I said, I was working out of my truck and then everybody kept calling and they're like, oh, I want you to do surgery now. I want you to board animals. And so I actually went and looked to, for places to rent in town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really hard to find places in the country. And, um, I know this kind of skipping over our agenda here, but (laughs) kind of goes in with my history. Um, what I found coming back to Larned is there were certain zoning laws that you couldn't have animals in. And this is when, uh, a reap real estate was around, um, for the older people that know. And, uh, they're like, well, yeah, you can't go into these blocks, but you can go into these. And then, oh, well, this building's empty. Maybe we'll call and see if we can rent or see if, you know, and I just kept getting shut down. And I was like, man, this is tough to just start. You know, I'm like, I'll just keep working out of my truck. Then my parents were, as parents are very supporting. Um, They're like, well, hey, you're already here with your truck. Why don't you open a clinic in our garage? And so in, like I say, 2002, I started in my parents' garage and then had the crazy idea that I would build a brand new building. And so um, 2010 is when the building was built. And so uh, that's what um, we work out of now. Um, And so I I love it. We used, you know, a brand new facility and stuff, but it is tough to to get started from scratch. No, it is a a beautiful building and and it's a nice location too. You know, it's it's uh, not too far from town, and um, that is something that I will want to dive into once we once we get there. Is um, trying to make it easy for people uh, similar to yourself who want to come back and start businesses. How can we help that and, and encourage that um, and make it as easy as possible to get people back and starting businesses? Because that's um, what we've talked on the podcast before. I talked with Jim Brattle, and I was talking about myself of how just thrilled people are that I that I came back and, and took over a business. But in reality, I shouldn't be you. People like you and me shouldn't be the exception. You know, a young person coming back and starting a business that should be the standard. You know, and if and if we have uh, if that's the exception, then we're really in, in some some trouble. So um, I, I applaud because. Um, it's, it's not necessarily – just because you have a passion about something um, doesn't necessarily equate to a business. You know, there's there's a business mindset, and then you also have to have the love for it. So um, that's that's pretty cool hearing the origin story. But Thank you. Let's, let's go ahead and dive into our Broadway Vitals um, segment, which I'm, I do a terrible job of actually saying this segment. So Broadway Vitals, all about downtown. So, growing up, this ought to be an interesting question. Uh, growing up in Lorned, being in Lorned so long, you've seen uh, the change that has occurred as a town, and, and as and not necessarily in a negative manner, but just change in general. Um, but particularly downtown throughout the years. Historically speaking, is our downtown trending in the right direction? 
I think we have a lot of work to do. And I think everybody knows that Um, it isn't ever going to be like it was. It isn't going to be like the Moonlight Madness and every single store filled. Um, I had a great aunt that ran Tots Teen, which is a children's um, clothing store. I mean, Moonlight Madness, I mean, it was packed in there. I don't think you're ever going to see things like that. I think it's just different. It's a different time. Times have changed. Um, And sometimes you've got to kind of move with the times and adapt. And that's a tough thing. I think a lot of rural communities are, are struggling with adapting to change. Um, but so let's move on to the the pros. So as a community member, um, being in Lawrence so long, surely you have a favorite part of downtown. What's your favorite part? Um, I've talked with you about this. Um, so actually, uh, when I was in Little, I mean, the parades have always been, and I learned parades, we do them right. We have lots of them. And uh, the costume animals were a huge part. And I remember when I was little, costume animals coming down. When you were in honor society, you got to be those costume animals. And there was, um, there's an upstairs part of the uh, Jordan room, and they would have all those costumes. And we went for honor society. We got to pick out our costume. You did not leave that building unless you were dressed in costume, and you went downtown. And so giving back to the community, I love that. Um, after you're away for a while, I'm not sure when that stopped we i've talked with multiple other business owners and we don't really remember when it was stopped and so in 2011 i was like i'm gonna buy a costume you know so we bought sylvester was our first costume that frick veterinary service bought and we went to the santa fe trail parade it was a huge hit i mean and so we added some more at christmas and then we had multiple businesses come up to us. And I was like, well, you remember the animals? And, you know, everybody's like, yeah. And the kids love it. And so multiple other businesses now have followed along and bought their own costumes. And those are things that families and kids remember. Um, and so one of my memories, that's one of my positive things. And giving back to the community, I love doing that. Well, I remember you, you brought this up to, to me about a couple months ago when we originally talked. And then we had the Christmas parade, and I started looking around, and I see all these walking animals around, and I go, well, she, she really got on it because I, I – whenever – you know, I, I just didn't notice that. I didn't realize that that was uh, something that downtown London had uh, going for it in the past. So that's one thing that I've really enjoyed about this podcast is – me and my youth, uh, learning all the, the stories that come with downtown. Um, that's, that's pretty cool to, to hear. So maybe, maybe state farm needs a, a, an animal. I, I, th- I think it's a great idea. Yeah, so, and I think there's a lot of things that there's a lot of volunteers and businesses that do things. Maybe we don't toot our horn or say we've done those. We just all come together and we do it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, what's great about a small town. Yeah. And you know, when you said that the NHS was NHS. It was Honor Society Honor with the Society. high school. Yeah. Um, and we've had some that have needed hours and they call out to us and say, hey, can we, you know, we need some hours. Can we dress up too? And we're like, sure. Yeah. Come grab a costume. I'm a, I'm a big believer in involving our school district with the community. And I think we do, I do a good job. And I think there's plenty of support there. But um, there's always room for improvement, and and what I think of is is Mrs. Flusky, uh, Janet Flusky, when she was teaching, she'd have a do hard things project, and each of the students were required to to 
basically form their own project and, and actually get something done. And I don't know if they still do that or not, but I think it just goes to show that that, that NHS dress up at parade situation was probably on the back of the teacher, you know, who, who was uh, yeah. in recognition for it. And Mr. Hadley was one of our honor society. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, mentors at the time. Um, to all the all the teachers that are listening, I don't know how how many teachers listen to this, but um, I, I'd say continue to strive for ways to get involved with the community. Because as business owners, we you know you mentioned the NHS students that have come out and helped. I nothing makes my day more than seeing you know the kids go down to the movies on their movie day or just being involved. We don't get that interaction on a day to day basis like many of the teachers do. So okay, so. You, you touched on this a little bit um, in regards to moving back to, to Lauren, wanting to start a business, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly downtown, you're searching for a downtown location. I, I was searching because there was a lot of empty buildings. And I actually was in a town, um, Stockton, and their business was downtown right next to their drugstore okay. as a vet clinic. It was just small animal at the time. They just did um, traveling for their large animal. And I'm like, well, this will work, yeah. that, you know. And I had multiple others that are like, hey, try to find, you know, just to get something started, mm-hmm. to get your name out there. And that's the hard thing is when you come back, getting your name out there. Um, but I just kept running into obstacles and it was not as easy yeah. or as welcoming as I thought it would be. Sure. Did it basically come down to the zoning? They just didn't want to budge on um, The one was zoning and I didn't want to have to, you know. I was still young. I, I did not know much. Of, and I was like, I don't want to deal with going and rezoning. And I just, I, that was like too, too much for me to, and like I say, I couldn't even tell you now what the zoning is. I have not looked into that. Um, as I got out of the zoning area, um, particular went to a couple different places to ask, Hey, would you be willing to rent lease? Because I knew I was probably going to build or do something. Um, but I just needed a space for a few years. Um, they didn't want to rent because I had animals. Um, specialty business. You know, there was just a lot of, you know, they just didn't want to do it. And I know with animals, it is a little tougher. Right. right. Animals are destructive. Kind of like written, written a place, you know. Landlords don't want, don't want animals. And, yep. So it was, it, I just felt like I was like, oh, kept barricading. and. Whether there's animals or not, there's there's a point to be had, and that we as a community and as um, uh, you know leaders should should be finding ways to make it easy for people to start businesses. So um, that's something that as the Economic Development Board um, we're trying to take the reins on is if somebody wants to start a business, where do you where do you go? It's almost like you have to. Pull all these pieces together as far as zoning goes, as far as accounting and, and uh, you know, employees. It's it's kind of a conglomerate of, of efforts that, that is a lot for somebody who is, who is starting up their own business. So when I started and had to do a business plan, the chamber, and I don't remember who was in charge at the time, but they actually had somebody, a small business association from Hayes, come down and do a class. Amazing class. How to do multiple things. That's where I found out about the neighborhood revitalization plan and, you know, um, just multiple sites to go to and where to start because that's where you just don't know. And it is not all compiled in one area that goes here. You have to go find it. 
that's that's exactly right. And and when it's intimidating showing a business in general, let alone in a small town, if if we're expecting outsiders to start a business, it is intimidating because I know I know a lot of the people that I probably need to talk to to start a business, but. Um, I would still have a hard time reaching out to all of those and, and finding out what needs to take place in order for this to happen. So um, I know that uh, the chamber still does classes and whatnot, but um, we're, I, I believe that, well, I, I'm certain that Alex would be happy to, um, at the chamber, um, receive your interest and in, in starting businesses and, and directing the right direction we're just trying to formalize mm-hmm. that a little bit more they had even a facebook advertising class that was yeah. i went and took here recently and that was very educational yeah. yeah so changing gears a little bit here i know that you're on um uh, pride the pride group right now and, and i haven't talked a whole lot about the pride group um on this podcast but that is a key player and making things happen so um, I, I always say this town's amazing for the volunteers. Mm-hmm. A lot of our um, civic groups, they run on volunteers. Pride, Larned Civic Pride, I don't know what year I got involved, um, but I am very involved in that now. Mm-hmm. Um, helping get grants. I've written a few grants um, through the Rotary Club and stuff too. Um, and they one nice thing about Pride is we do lots of events in town, like the Easter egg hunt, the train in the park, but you do not have to be involved in all of it. You can come and just do one part. You can come to a meeting. You can, hey, we're going to revitalize this, and you can be involved in that. Um, and so it's different than a regular civic club where you're, they want you there every week. <laughs> um, and so we have certain ones that want to help with the Easter egg hunt or you know the kitty shopping day. So um, that's what's nice. The big thing is we raise a lot of funds and match grants um, to do a lot of projects in town. And so that's been fun to be involved with. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I'd say most people have ideas, including myself, have, have an idea for better this or better that. But very few have money. <laughs> so so I, that's one thing that I admire about Pride is, is uh, not only are you guys – providing and generating ideas, but you're applying for grants and backing those ideas with funding, which actually gets the ball rolling. So, um, you know, that's, it's great to talk about things, but to a point you got to kind of put pen to paper and and that's exactly what you guys do. So tell me a little bit about um, maybe confining it to downtown specifically. Have you got, has Pride ever done a, or received a grant for downtown specifically, or are there any ideas for downtown currently? So one of the ones is actually at the courthouse. Um, they have a bike um, station, mm-hmm. and it's where, like, all the bikers that come through town, they can change a bike tire. It has tools. It's all connected, okay. um, so it can't be stolen. Um, okay. And and that is at the courthouse. Um, another thing was um, the charging stations that are at the hospital, and I think we put one down at the library too. So those are some of the things that are close to downtown. Um, most charging station? the charging station for your phones. Oh, really? So a lot of times, you know, um, bikers or somebody's at the hospital. Did you bring your charging cord? They have a charging station. It's probably about 
a foot and a half wide. It's on a stand and it has like all the cords and all you got to do is plug your phone in. There's, I'm pretty sure we had one for the library too. So those are some of the things that are kind of close to downtown. Um, a lot of them we have not done specifically for downtown. A lot of them are the parks. A lot of them, Camp Pawnee, Moffat Stadium. Um, those are kind of some of the bigger ones. We have not done one specifically for downtown. Okay. Well, that's something that I, I recently started going to the, the prime meetings. Um, strictly out of I, – I reached out to – Angie, um, way before I, I took on this this podcast, but I, I just like I said, I admire what you guys have achieved, and I want to be a part of something that actually is is moving. So, um, but since then, you know, and, and having a heart for downtown, now I'm hoping to uh, direct some efforts towards um, steering steering conversation to downtown and how how we can apply some of those projects and grants towards. Uh, a better looking downtown. So more to come on that. We're going to be doing a community needs assessment for pride. And that will probably come out through Facebook where you vote on ideas. And that's how we've gotten our ideas for projects. And so we appreciate any input. Um, I know some of the ones have been brought up about the speaker system. I understand that's been fulfilled now. Um, And then I've also, I've had multiple people because I know I'm part of pride. Um, that the bells that go across the road during Christmas time were missing. They were damaged in the windstorm. Um, and so some of the, there's always some ideas, but if people have ideas, please fill out those need assessments. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this bike path. Um, it, it, I know that you had uh, kind of taken, taken the lead on this a while back. Um, or had participated in, in, the, in a group of wanting to start this bike path. And, and I've got a map here. Um, it's a bike path that kind of uh, borders Larned almost, but it also goes through downtown, um, which yeah, I'm sure that listeners will, you know, most most towns have them really, have, have a designated area for bikes, correct? Yeah. So the one kind of bad thing about Larned, uh, we don't have a lot of sidewalks. Yeah. And so this would be more, you know, because – and the kids ride their bikes down the middle of the streets because there's not a sidewalk. This would be a bike path that would connect the school areas, the park areas. Um, it even eventually was going out to Camp Pawnee. Um, so that is one thing we had a meeting years ago about that. Um, so I think it's a great idea. It's Well, I think as that survey comes around for Pride, um, if that's something that rings a bell to, to listeners, certainly reach out because that's what it that's kind of what it takes with these efforts. Is um, nobody really knows what to pursue unless you hear from the general public. Um, you know, even even all the way up to the city. Um, I know that everybody on the city council has has a heart for Larned, obviously, and wants to see change. But it's almost like where do you where do you start? Um, and, and with the voices from the public, if you're speaking your opinion, there's a right and a wrong way to do it. But um, if, if you're putting it out there, then they at least know, or organizations like Pride know where to put the efforts. So I, one of my final questions, uh, you made it this far. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would be, in your opinion, the easiest and most impactful change that we could make to our downtown? So, in other words, that's just a fancy way of saying, where should we start? Um, I think, unfortunately, each business kind of is on their own. It, you can't make somebody do, you know, something. 
Um, but on some of the ones that aren't like some of the storefronts that are more of their storage type thing, maybe at least make the front window look nice. So when people are walking downtown, yeah, it's not what store you can go into, but it makes it look, look nice instead of just yeah, tons of boxes or tons of, um, yeah, that it doesn't look vacant. Um, cause like the opera house, I mean, the, it looked vacant. I mean, if you looked in the windows and yeah, so, but I think there's still some other buildings, um, and, and similar, similar yeah, and I think, um, but unfortunately, Just I don't, up the spots, basically. yeah, yeah. Okay. so, yeah, I like that, I really do, um, so, with all this, you touched on a little bit, as a community member, what is the best way to get involved in that Um, just step out of your comfort zone. If you're not, you know, familiar with where to volunteer, call somebody, ask somebody, ask a business downtown. You don't have to be one of the big wigs that is doing all the moving. There's lots of committees and lots of things, um, to be involved with, get your ideas out. Um, even just mentioning, I mean, like people mention to things to me, it's okay. If you don't want to be involved on a committee or anything, if you do, let us know. That's good. I think I think pride is is. Um, I don't know if you guys have open enrollment, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, we invite anybody. Uh, yeah. And we we hadn't met for about two years with COVID, and so um, the the one thing I loved about Pride before, and even like Rotary and stuff, we have speakers, and you learn so much about the community, state hospital, state. Pri- there is so much that they bring in just to learn about the town. Yeah. And I think that is a, is a great thing for anybody that just wants to come and learn about our town. Right. Maybe you go to that meeting and you, and you veer off in another direction, but it's it's a matter of getting involved and, and how bad you want to get involved. It's pretty easy if you just take a step out, out of your comfort zone. So, all right, guys. Well, that'll be it this week. Thank you so much for t- tuning in. We'll see you next week. We want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Downtown Learner Podcast. We hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you. If you haven't yet, go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.